Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast, powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, guys, we are here for another week of the NAIF Ball podcast. This time, we're going to, quite literally, the heart of America. Yeah, we're going to the heart of America, North Division. Um, you know, one of the prestigious conferences in the NAI, I think, um, in the South, you got basically the two winningest programs in the NAI with Baker being the leader and Moval right there as well. Yeah, Moval tied. was tied. Yeah, Moval was the leader, and I think Baker beat Moval the last game of the season to clinch that. Uh, I want to say no. I want to say that was Central Methodist. Okay, well, I know it hasn't been close though. Yeah, we will. It was, but yeah, they are they're right there neck and neck, and and we expect Baker to take that for its own starting next year. Um, you'll notice that we are we're a little flip flopped, aren't we, John? We we got a yeah, little bit we, a little bit new digs. We we uh, edited our setup. That'll work for me. <laughs> yep, starting to starting to get some new stuff in. Uh, the audio quality tonight might not be as good. We're getting in some some new sound proofing equipment, so bear with us if the audio quality is not quite what you're used to. But to start off, we're gonna go to the Graceland Bees, the home of uh, Olympian Kendall Jenner, who played football, of course, for Graceland. Really. Did yep. Not, did not know that. Yes, sir. We need to tweet that tonight. <laughs> we sh- we should create yeah. some controversy on Twitter. Anyways, Graceland, O for last year, O and eleven, O and five, getting a brand new head start under head coach Patrick Ross. Corey, what I've been noticing, and it was starting, you know, late May, early June, they had a lot of recruits from the surrounding areas flock over to the Graceland campus. Um, I don't expect them to make major improvements in year one. What's crazy is, and you just talked about before we started, they had no all-conference players. So, you know, they have guys returning, but we're we're wondering if they'll have a breakout player at least make the all-conference team in year one of the Ross era. You've almost got to. I mean, for, for Graceland, there's nowhere to go but up. They were bottom in the heart north in offensive yards per play. Uh, just fell shy of even three and a third yards per play. They were last in defensive yards per play, giving up uh, almost seven and a third yards uh, per play, which left them at a net yards per play of negative four. You can't win games like that, you know, undergaining your opponent by four yards per play. But they do return a lot offensively off of a a team that has a lot of room to grow. They they do return a lot, but you got to wonder, is that even going to matter under a new era? You know, it's open competition everywhere, especially when you're an Ofer team from last season. So I'm, I'm, I'm just eager to see what new faces maybe enter their lineup 
and if they can make a little noise, maybe you catch a maybe you catch a, 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 a someone little lightning in a bottle there. Right, I I totally agree with that. Would you say they could then create a a buzz? Absolutely, a buzz. Uh, you know you're here for the dad jokes. Next up on our list is the Clark Pride, a newer team to the Heart of America Conference, but still one that, um, you know, they, they got a win last year. They had a little bit better defense than they did offense a year ago. They were fifth in offensive yards per play with just over four, fourth in defensive yards per play with almost six yards given up. They're returning a good bit here, especially uh, on, uh, well, both sides of the ball. Um, You know, Ken Spite there, 79 tackles, two forced fumbles, and three interceptions at the defensive back spot. But you've also got uh, Max Steffen here with, 568 uh, receiving yards and seven touchdowns a year ago, along with uh, your quarterback and your running back and most of your defense. Yeah, so Clark is exactly from this recording, 70 days away from kicking off the NAI season. You know, coming into this recording, I thought there was only two games, but there's actually a third. Oh, Clark, Clark and Evangel. And that's on the 25th? That's on the 25th. Ah, oh, baby. So, good deal. Um, but, you know... Looking at their 2021 results, like they do return some players, but honestly, they were competitive in some games yeah. last year. Besides the 68 to zero loss to Benedictine, where sure. just everything went wrong. But uh, you know, some games they only lost by one or two possessions. Is that something they can grow on? I definitely think it is. I mean, and, and you're talking about a team who I want to say is only in their maybe fourth year. Right. You know, maybe. Maybe. I think um, it might be third. You know, and, and so you're you're really looking at something or at a team that is still growing into the heart and, and growing into that level of, of football from not even having a football team, uh, you know, one full roster ago. Yeah. You know, so there's there's a lot of room to grow there. And we'll see about the Clark Pride and where we go from there. Now, the team that nobody likes to face, I don't think. Um, and not because, you know, they're winning the division every year, but... The style of offense they play. It's the style of offense. William Penn... With a three and eight record a year ago, had a really nice offense, five point seven yards per play. Defense wasn't quite as good at six and uh, six point four. Really, for me, for William Penn, you really have to replace Ben Sherman. How do you replace the Loman Trophy finalist? Better hope you had somebody in your system getting ready. You know, I think that's one of the most important things for NAI coaches is that, um, you know, yes, we know the league's a revolving door, but if you're not investing in somebody behind that guy, yeah, you know, you you have the time to do it. But Ben Sherman was an absolute monster hitting those A and B gaps. You know, and and also I think the other question is is what are you going to do with Rodney Hall? Basically, your your athlete from a year ago. Had 300, he, he's listed as a wide receiver. Right. Had 391 yards passing, which for William Penn is going to lead the squad. 
Um, four touchdowns, no interceptions. 313 rush yards, four touchdowns, and 129 receiving yards and a touchdown. The man was everywhere. Can you really find a spot for William for, for Rodney Hall within the William Penn offense that he can stay at? Or do you want to with such an athlete like that? You know, it's it's funny with uh the type of offense they run, maybe, maybe I know it's like I'm talking from the table here, so I don't know. <laughs> but it sounds like maybe in that type of offense, sometimes your best athlete should be touching the ball every play. Maybe there could that. be a package. I mean, maybe not even only a package, but I mean, if if you want to have him as your feature quarterback, you know, as as lo- look as long as he can run that triple option, right, and as long as he's making the right reads with the football, he's gonna be the guy that you want there. Um, and if he's got the arm, obviously he does. With you know the the four touchdown passes there, um. Now that's that's just a good weapon to have. Uh, you also bring back Dylan Wimmer on your offensive line and Colton Horak at your defensive back position. You do return some running backs, some of your linebacker, basically all of your defense there. I, I know for William Penn is they want to gain the ground that Grandview has separated on them. It's yeah. been the past few years those that rivalry game has not been competitive. Granted, Grandview's been absolutely elite. We'll talk about them later. But I know that has to burn for, you know, the people in the administration at William Penn. Yeah, they want they want to be right there. So that's sort of your bottom three teams in the heart. Let's let's take a look at them. Here you've you've got Graceland, you've got William Penn, you've got Clark. Who makes the move this year and, and really steps out? I, I think um, Graceland's such a wild card with the new era coming in that you just don't know. But I, I just think William Penn just has it in their culture, in the school, a uh, good athletics program to make a move in football again to where they are back to being successful. Yeah, I, I I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I do think that Graceland could make a move this year and, and with a new culture and some new fresh faces that aren't used to that uh, losing mentality, you could really see them make a leap. You just got to make sure if you're, if you're Graceland, you're getting your um, administrative support and that you're doing everything you can with the resources that you've got to get up and bite somebody. Absolutely agree. And now you get to the, t- to the top half, and that starts with the Peru State Bobcats, who went seven and four a year ago, three and two in conference play. They were not great offensively, uh, fourth in the conference in yards per play at just over four. But defensively, they were catch this the best defense in the Heart North, not Grandview, Peru State. You know it's. If you guys didn't know, Peru State is actually the most, I believe, the most affordable NAI program to attend tuition-wise. I think you're right. I think they're only at like $10,000 a year tuition-wise. It's it's not bad at it's, all. It's absolutely. So if you're a recruit listening to this, I would consider it. Plus, they play in the Oak Bowl. And that's a pretty place. Yeah, it's a very pretty place. That's so, a really you nice know, place. But going back to the, to the uh, 
actual football itself. I, I think the thing is they lose a couple guys on the O line. Yeah, that are important, and and that's gonna that's gonna kill them, especially when you're talking about a team that likes to run the ball with Quentin Hawkins, uh, and you lose Mario Locke and Jackson Gilbert. Boy, that's a big loss for you there. But I will say, we talked about them struggling on offense, but they just hired a new offense coordinator, uh, H.T. Kinney, uh, who was an analyst at Nickel State there in Louisiana. Yeah. So let's see what he brings to the table. Maybe when we ask this question again, which of the top half do we see that has more room to grow? Maybe it could be Peru State. Definitely could be Peru State. And, and they do bring back a lot of defense, whether it be Nick Andrews at defensive tackle, Gerald Smith at uh, defensive line, Armands Matthews in your secondary, along with Delonte Hood. And you don't lose a lot. The, the, um, I do want to point out Gerald Adams, or, or sorry, not Gerald Adams, Devin Adams on your defensive line. Punter and defensive lineman in all conference at both. That's insane. That is absurd. Devin Adams is kicking this thing 41.5 yards on average, which has got to be probably about second in the NAI. I know who's first, and it's Concordia's punter, right. who's also a linebacker. Who was insane, yeah. Who, he, he, John, you, you, you tell me the value of having a punter out there who you trust to make the tackle. Not only that, but being athletic enough to maybe fake it. Yeah. I mean, you run know. Run down the sideline. That, that, is, that is true. Long as 65, there, that's, a, that's a big deal. Now, you do talk about kickers. Peru State loses their, and he's, he's going to, he, he'll, he'll roast me if I get this wrong, their Irish kicker, Shane McInerney, coming from, from Kaiser for the last year here to Peru State. Got a heck of a leg on him. Hope he gets picked up somewhere. Absolutely, he's a heck. He's he's a heck of a dude uh, and a and a great guy to see on the on the timeline there. You do lose your quarterback if you're Purdue State, and that's that's really going to be your that's really going to be your sticking point here. Um, and then you go from a really good defense to a really good offense to a really good offense, the best offense in the Heart North. Was Culver Stockton at eight and three, four and one in conference? Well, you know, first let's congratulate uh, our guy Andrew Rupich. That's how he pronounced it, Andrew right? Andrew Rupich, yeah, yeah. Congratulations for him. He got signed by the Titans as a free agent. Uh, you know, about a month ago. Hopefully, that's going well. I don't know how well it's going. Also, we're going to get the Central Methodist here in a little bit, and uh, you know, no, we're not there on the other side. Other side. Oh man, well, save womp, that for womp, next. Womp, save womp. that for next week for Will Miles. So. Absolutely. But if you're Culver Stockton, you you do lose Andrew Rupchich, and I mean, good grief, the man was like six six, three hundred pounds. He was in NAI terms, that's a big dude. Absolutely. I mean, you do bring back Andrew Rowe on your offensive line. But, man, you, you, you lose your, your, your big – and Alex Gonzalez. You lose two big offensive linemen for a team that was really, really good offensively a year ago, and you wonder how much that's going to hurt them uh, in, in the running game. Well, you know what's crazy is people are forgetting that Peru State was only, or excuse me, Culver Stockton was only six points away from the national runner-up last year. Yeah, they lost three to nine to Grandview, and uh, I think that's a testament how great Grandview's defense is. Are you sure that was nine to three? I thought that was nine to six. Actually, was it nine to six? So, 
now it was nine to six. Granted, correct. Granted, nine to six. Close Grandview enough, was actually had a just an absolute crap ton of injuries in, right. in sure. that game. So I, I will give them give them that. Um, you do return a lot offensively and defensively. And, and I'm not saying that Culver's defense was bad. They were third in the heart north in defensive yards per play. Right. And said so they are the first team that in in this scenario, nope, second team, Peru State was, was positive. So they're, they're the second team to be positive in that net yards per play. You bring back a couple of all-conference wide receivers, a tight end, and your starting quarterback along with a ton of pieces in your, def- in your defensive secondary. Well, we're going to know how good Culver Stockton is right away because they open up with Baker at Baldwin Ooh, City. Kansas. That's a good one. So you know it, that's that's tough. Not only I, it's crazy. Does everybody in the heart, north and south, play each other? They they do, uh, don't they? I, I don't know if they one. all. I I don't know if they all play each other, but yeah. they they do a ton of inter inter uh, divisional divisional because they both. Everybody, I think, has Baker and Benedictine from the other side. I feel like so. I think they play all each other. Yeah, so that's that's one thing we got to fact check there. So now you've gone through most of the list, mm-hmm. and really the question here is: Is anyone going to approach Grandview? I'm going to say no. Uh, Fourteen and one. They are returning the most important piece to a football team in college football. If you return a quarterback when you're playing high level, and Johnny Sullivan has struggled throughout sometimes in his career, don't get me wrong, his past year was absolutely amazing, and what he did in that national championship game was good enough for them to win it. Absolutely. Um, that really surprised me, what he did in the national championship game. It was, it's been really awesome watching his career and watching him get better, and I think he's going to have an elite season to have a chance to get Grandview back there. But not only do you return the most important position, your defense, and we talk about culture a lot, that defense is not going to be any worse than they were last year. Not at all. Which was elite defense. They're going to be just as good, if not better. Yeah, you bring back Kai Mosley and Gianni Angelo there on your defense. You know, when when we talked – to the folks over at Grandview. Yeah. Um, they called Johnny Sullivan their most important recruit. That's awesome. Of the class. And and that's and that's the truth. If you get Johnny Sullivan back, you can build your team around that. Corey, I'll say this out all the divisions in NAI football, you can go to the mid states, Midwest, and that division is an absolute war. You could go to uh, the Sun Division or the Sun Conference. There's mm-hmm. going to be a war between Kaiser Southeastern and those guys. You can go to uh, the GPAC, you know, Northwestern and Morningside. Even though Morningside's dominated the past 10 out of so many against Northwestern, there's still a shadow of you think they'll be beaten. There's only two divisions that I know for certain that we know the champions. That's one, Reinhardt. Number two is Grandview. I would I would throw the front or the North Star in there with with Dickinson yeah, State is is a, is a pretty is a pretty fair that's shoe fine. in on that. But no, you're you're I, very I, right. I think this is lock and key right here. 
And uh, thanks to the folks at Grandview, they, they do outfit us pretty well. It, it really does help that the, the father of the starting quarterback also helps around a printing press. A, a, yeah, yeah. And, you know, what's funny is, like, I would be totally honest, even if they didn't help us out, like, I'm, I'm going to call a spade a spade. You know what I'm saying? If, if I thought one of these teams could just get up and beat Grandview, but I just yeah. don't think they will. I think Grandview's this, this might be the year where we get a repeat of national championship participants again, kind of like, uh, you know, the only thing I can think to compare to it would be uh, Morningside and uh, St. Francis meeting the semifinals consecutive yeah. seasons. I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody, anyone who's done it in recent history. Honestly, I hope the NAI doesn't screw with us and pair them before the championship. Well, I mean, if Northwestern makes it all the way again, that makes a natural pairing I, for Morningside. I, I agree. Yeah, and that that's one sucky thing for Northwestern. Yeah, it is. They don't get the benefit of the doubt like the others. Um, but uh, I, I see these two making it again. I see Grandview making it to Durham again. Yeah, and they definitely have the team for it and they're going to have the hunger for it after coming up just shy not only just shy Corey, but knowing that you should have won it i mean you could have put it you could have yeah. you you were up on your foot on their throat and you didn't rip out the jugular yeah you had the lead you going the lead. into the fourth quarter that's what i'm saying you could have put that away you know what i'm saying i i know that has to Irk those guys over um, there. Yeah, Joe Joe Woodley over there. I'm sure that I'm sure that still kind of keeps him right. Keeps him up uh, at night a little bit. Uh, which amazing uh, two seasons for him to start off with. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, but I think I think this might be the year of the Vikings where they come back and win another national championship. They very well could. Now you do lose a lot, including Anthony Turner, who. I want to say might have signed somewhere. Um, you lose Bennett Spry as well. A couple of offensive linemen. Uh, you lose Nate Whelan and Drew Buffelli, Cole Rollinger in your defensive secondary, and David Tolentino. So there are a few. And Cam Max. Drew Buffelli's really going to hurt because he was everywhere. Yeah. Now, but I will say, when you're like a program like where Grandview's entered, or you're like a Morningside, or like. A, a Reinhardt within their Appalachian, mm -hmm. you know, conference. Yeah. You know, it, it's like you're just reloading at this point. But the important thing is you're returning the most important position. Yeah. There's a reason why quarterbacks always go either number one in NFL draft or, you know, near the top and several get taken. And, and even if it's not the I mean, best quarterback class, it, you're still getting right. a, you're some, talking somebody about the I understand that left tackles are going to get number one, defense right. ends number one. But you can ask any coach – you only go as far as your quarterback takes you. Yeah, and 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 that is, you know, when we talked with with Morningside a, a few weeks ago, and um, and chatted with them, he said he he basically said the same thing. With you look at the the final four quarterbacks in the NAI yeah. last year, you had Cam Dukes, you had Tyson Coima, you uh, had. Joe Dolinchek, and you had Johnny Sullivan, the four probably best quarterbacks in the league all year, right. made it to that final that final four, mm -hmm. and so it's it it is huge, and and you know I, I think we have the same mind here is that Grandview is going to be your champion. Right. Um, the question's going to be.
can Culver make it difficult? They had they had a window a couple of years ago. Right. Well, that and you, you came close last year, and like yeah. you said, a lot of guys out for Grandview. I mean, that has to give them a little confidence, knowing that hey, we can compete with these guys. And Culver's made it a long way the past few seasons. They really have. They've uh, Coach Sally over there has done a great job. Um, that dark horse, I think we're going to agree on it, is is that Peru State, if they can make that step offensively, I, I think they're both of our dark horse there. Yeah. They, they, they return a lot of defensive pieces to a defense that was really, really good a year ago. Right, and uh, you know, who knows if their defense could keep somebody like Grandview you know, at bay to give their offense a chance. Look, you give – if you're able – to give yourselves a chance, if you're able to keep Johnny Sullivan from picking you apart, right? Then, then you've got a chance if you can shut down the run against Grandview. We've, you know, we've seen that. So, dark horse, we're we are in agreement. We're at Peru State there, Grandview for our winner. And so we we thank the folks at Grandview. You can see the stadium behind us. They got uh, us the uh, let's see go the correct direction there. Uh, the the beautiful stadium pick. So thanks to thanks to those guys and for outfitting, you know us well there. We've we've gotten a ton of good uh, good of stuff good there. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys. Um, you know, we're seventy days away. I'm excited. I think we'll make it. We'll make it. And we will be back next week with the other side yeah. of the heart, the South, which the is South. Absolute oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be There's fun three, picking a winner. Three teams there that are. Maybe four. We'll see. They uh, they might beat each other up. Yeah, I know Central Methodist fans are pretty excited to maybe uh, claim another spot of that. We'll we'll title. we'll see here. David Calloway's got a got a bit of a reload job on him to do. So for John Cooper, I am Corey Thorpe, and we will see y'all next week.